What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Hi-Fi Fanatics, and we are back. My name is Mike with Audio Architects. As always, my co-host and cohort, Giles with Home Theater Fanatics. What's up, everybody? As you can see, we have rebranded, so I know things look different and sound different and different names and stuff, but we are the same people, in essence. Mostly. Yeah? Um, Mostly. I am elated because everybody out there that has followed me knows that how I feel about Martin Logan. I am, oh my God, he's such I, a fangirl for Martin oh, Logan speakers. Dude, I not even am, a fanboy. He's like, oh, oh my God. The, the, the funny <laughs> thing is, is, stats. Well, the funny thing is, is as as reviewers, Giles and I get our hands on a lot of review gear and stuff like that. But I, I was like, I'm not even going to ask Martin Logan. I'm going to go out and buy these things because I love them. So I went out and bought the um, 15 eyes. And without further ado, we have Andrew Lindsay here from Martin Logan. Hey everyone. How are you? Thank what you, Andrew, you so much answer. for being on the show. <laughs> Welcome. They, they, they are answering you right now. You just, you're channeling it into the future, right? It's, it's happening. Yes, <laughs> they, they, they will be watching. But um, so, Andrew, what, what is it that you do for Martin Logan? Tell us a little bit about you, your background and, and how you came about with, with Martin. Logan. Uh, well, it all started back in 19. No. Uh, so I, <laughs> I, I come from a retail background. Uh, you know, my first job was Circuit City. So uh, rest in peace. And uh, I was there for quite a long time and then went to Best Buy for about 10 years. And then, you know, I. I really wanted to get to the other side of the industry and, and impact uh, the products that came to market. So I began my career uh, at Martin Logan about five years ago as a uh, trainer. Uh, and now I work in product development as product manager, as well as uh, one of the trainers as uh, whenever I'm needed. So that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, dude, I, I, I gotta say we, we have more in common than you think. I was a, a I've been, I worked at circuit and I worked at Best Buy as well. Yeah. So, uh, I was at Circuit in 2001, yeah. right, right when they lost commission sales. That I was part of the. I, I wasn't. Luckily, I I, may, I survived the culling. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But my my brother was a store director for ten years for Circuit, and he right. he had to let go a lot of good people. You know, and and it was it was a bad time for for Circuit City, and that's what, kind of where I got my start. Not right. a fun day at work that yeah. that was. <laughs> you, were you there for that? Oh yeah, I was there from 2000 to 05, and then okay. from 05 to uh, 2015. So, what, yeah. uh, if you don't mind me asking, what area do you live? Were you were you working at? Uh, I'm in Georgia, so this okay. was. Uh, most people do, would recognize Atlanta, but I'm up in the suburbs around the kind of Kennesaw area. So, um, you know, we had every competitor there was. You know, Circuit, Best Buy, HH Greg. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, a lot of interest in electronics, hi-fi buys, which, you know, for those up north, that was Tweeter. Um, so my, my brother worked for Tweeter as well. Yeah, yeah. So the street <laughs> that I worked on at Circuit City and Best Buy, there, you know, there was all sorts of uh, national retailers there. So, you know, it was it was fun. It was a lot of different it, different time. <laughs> it was a different sure. time. It was a different time for audio and video and all that good stuff. But yeah, it so, really was. How you and I came about, I, I as I mentioned before, I, I bought the 59s and I did a, a huge review video on it and I was so excited about it. And um, it was kind of embarrassing because I didn't I wasn't putting the grill on correctly. Yeah. And, I, and I was so embarrassing is not the right word. Shameful. <laughs> 
negligent. <laughs> I mean, lots of words come to mind. Well, okay, so I with the knife, I kind of cringe. I was like, oh, please don't slice that thing in half. And then I didn't. Re- well, I didn't realize the thing was fine. right on top too. The the <laughs> the grill was right on top. So I was trying to put the grill on and. I was like, oh no, they're not magnetic grills because I love magnetic grills. Oh yeah. So then when I was when I put them up here, well actually they're not right here right now because Giles is borrowing them to do a, a video as well. So I I will put up here on the card a uh, link to my video on the Martin Logans. But uh, but yeah, once I figured out they were magnetic, I, I corrected myself further in the video, and I think you appreciated that. <laughs> I did. I did. So. Right on. <laughs> so. I have some questions and, sure. you know, you, you mentioned that you work in um, product development, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, Martin Logan, I think is primarily known for the, your electrostats, right? The, especially the larger ones that are red and look like they will sprout arms and turn into robots and, and kill you as they make you, you know, lull you with the beautiful sounds of, of, of the music. Um, <laughs> so what, what's, uh what's coming next, right? So, uh, you know, you've got the motion line as well, which is kind of more traditional. And the thing that I actually like the most um, are, are your architectural speakers. Oh, yeah. They're, they're Dude, really I great. love the architectural speakers. Um, but what's, uh, you know, what's new? Anything new for your, your your electrostat line? Anything coming? Any new, like a new flagship refresh or something? What well, people um, want to know. I know they do. And uh, we don't really comment on stuff that hasn't happened yet, because especially being a small company, uh Sometimes w- when things get announced, they don't exactly happen in the timeline you wish they were. <laughs> so, no. so, so if we said, yes, this is coming next year, and then that may not actually happen. But, uh, you know, we always kind of say that we're always working on something new, and that that is absolutely the, the truth. Uh, you know, inevitably, every product we make uh, gets updated and refreshed. But uh, right now, we, we do have a heavy focus on CI. Uh, we just launched our new Masterpiece series. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, masterpieces, dude. Yeah, those things are beautiful. Um, they have incredible drivers. Uh, those are the ESL Masterpiece. Um, yeah, if you can go you go to, to the, uh, the, the architectural section? Sure. Yeah, go to the very top. Yeah, scroll oh. up, 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 up. And then uh, our uh, shop, our speakers, or sorry, architectural, yeah. And then Masterpiece CI. Yeah, those are the new ones. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so we announced those at Cedia last year. I uh, saw them at Cedia. Yeah, they're incredible. Uh, so I all the models. stole one at Cedia. At Cedia. <laughs> yeah, we, we had some orders that, you know, people just couldn't wait, you know. Uh, so those are now shipping. This statement one is uh, almost ready for prime time. Uh, obviously, Good with Lord. Uh, the impact of COVID kind of delayed our, our timeline a little bit, but yeah, this is what, what we've been working on for quite a while. Um, so yeah. statement is, is uh, well, it, for no pun intended, it is quite a statement. It's a 40 driver line source in wall. And it's, it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, really what drove us to do this was uh, just letting our engineers kind of, kind of play. And uh, I remember the Christmas meeting one time a few years ago and we went down into the little lab and, you know, some white cloths came off and we're like, what the hell are these things? They're amazing. Like, what what is this? And we found out that was an in wall you just heard. And we're just like, oh, yes, no way. yes, we need we need this. Well, yeah, I, 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 would, I would I would cut my walls open for those. I would. That, oh, I, it's, so it's it's worth it. It's a little bit yeah. of a process, but yeah, it's 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 better than having uh, most tower speakers. It's it's just an incredible amount of output and clarity. They're, they're what, like six foot tall? 
Yeah, so the the actual opening you see is about five feet. Uh, yeah. The in wall back box is is considerably larger than that. So you know some of the drywall does have to be taken down or a pre construction situation. So once that back box is sealed up in the wall, you know the part you see is just that five foot uh, tall square. It's how deep do you have to be to mount that? Oh no, it fits in a standard stud bay. It'll oh. fit easily in a four inch uh, deep stud bay. That's, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing them at Cedia, uh, Giles. I think we it was right next to the the Klipsch situation, or no? Was no, it, they were like off in the corner. Yeah, yeah they were yeah, off we were on the first row. Yeah, and um, and I saw them, and I'm like, what? What is going? On? I, I thought this was like a prototype of something for the future, right? But, <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't able to hear them, um, because I think we I, I went on the wrong day, but I went on like one the last day they had the the event, but uh, yeah, they're they're tall. They're big. They're they're they big, big, big yeah. as me. You know, like I'm, I'm in hindsight, guy. we should have labeled that a little better because what we displayed was basically just the front baffle with some drivers and a prototype crossover on it. Correct. And sure. People were a little confused about what we were showing, and um, you know, once you got in the demo, it, there was a lot of questions like, "What in the world did I just hear?" Because it was an unreal home theater demo. Uh, but that that is what we were demoing: is two of the giant statements in the front for front, left, and right. And then the slightly smaller uh, seven driver version as the center channel on the surrounds. And then our new in ceiling was doing uh, the Atmos. And we used well, four, four 15 inch woofers because why not? <laughs> you got to. Yeah, so, yeah, it was awesome. So, kind of moving, kind of segueing to that, I have yeah. another question for you. I found an article uh, by Vladimir Koval from Stereo and Video in Russia. And this is translated in Russian. So, no, no, do it in Russian. Don't do the translation. I, I could try, you know, but. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, um, I'll break out Google Translate for that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> it'll have that, that lady, that very robotic-sounding lady talk. Um, so it said, I wipe away the tears and turn on the optimized tuning with ARC. The bass becomes even clearer, appears, although it is very difficult to make such an association with the sounds of gunfire and explosions, texture, and oddly enough, even more meat. The capabilities of the subwoofer are more than enough. You can not only raise slash lower the level of low frequencies, but actually adjust the scale of sound of the sound picture management from the, the sound stage, right? Yeah. Management from the application is very convenient. It is concise, but everything is in its place. Everything is logical and simple. So my question to this is I want to, I kind of wanted to segue into home theater. Home yeah. theater is a particularly important uh, aspect to a lot of our viewers. Can you walk me through an ideal home theater environment utilizing your products that you have available right now? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, we're really not, that different than any other speaker manufacturer. Oftentimes we, we get a little bit of confusion just because of the uh, electrostatic panels and people have uh, the, you know, their preconceived notions about how to set those up, but, you know, especially architectural, it's no different. Right. So, um, you know, I, ideally, you know, I, I, for one, can't really do seven channel surround at home. My living room, it just wouldn't make any sense. So I do a 5.2 setup because mm -hmm. uh, I also have a vaulted ceiling, which, I don't, I don't want to get up in the attic and put in Atmos <laughs> channels, um, you know, but ideally if, if you're going to do at least one row of seating or more, um, I like to do the seven channel setup uh, mm -hmm. for the ground layer. Um, and then I like to have four in ceiling for Atmos just to get the, the front high and the, the rear height effects. I think that works great. Um, and I'd always recommend at least two subs. Uh, some people get a little apprehensive about that because you know, they don't want to overpower the system, but it's not really about having more base. It's more even coverage. It's more clarity. 
uh, lower distortion because now you're sharing the load across multiple woofers. Uh, sure. Really just the more the merrier there. Um, I think we would all agree with that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really no different for us. Uh, you know, uh, 7.4.4 or, or whatnot would be a, a great demo. And that's what we did at CDA last year, actually. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm really excited that you said subwoofer because I saw a twinkle in Giles's eye. <laughs> Giles is a subwoofer, like connoisseur slash fanatic slash obsession person well no i wouldn't say it's an obsession i mean there are people that have true obsessions uh-huh. um but uh you know i i'm i you know i was uh i graduated high school in 91 so you know during that late 80s early 90s uh era of uh, car audio which you know i think back is kind of like the golden days you know it's not all about like today you, you know people want to do like 163 decibel burps and stuff you know it's which is kind of ridiculous um you know it's a call it the Richard Clark era when you know people were trying to build basically the equivalent of a home theater in their car right and make it sound right. really really good um, but uh, yeah a lot of that was based around oh let's you know let's take this pickup truck and hollow it out and put a bed on it and put in 618s and ride around and make things fall off the shelf in Walmart <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. so uh, <laughs> the good old days right um, but uh, but yeah let's talk about the, let's talk about your sub products um, I think awesome. you have at least one 15 inch model and uh, and some other stuff. So what's uh, what's the philosophy uh, for Martin Logan around subs? Obviously, you sell them, and they're integral part of uh, of a theater experience. And for me, they're an integral part of a two channel experience. Really, when you try to recreate room ambiance, you know, like the creaks of the wooden floor and the motion of the air with air conditioning and that kind of stuff. Um, so what what is the philosophy there? Is is, is your lineup kind of set, and, and you think you're doing what you need to do? Uh, are, will there is there a thought in the future of going bigger so you can kind of compete with the JTRs and the you know the big monster? Let's put two twenty ones and a ported enclosure kind of kind of uh, kind of shops. You know what what's the what's the JTR philosophy? Huh? Um, I'm sorry the the Martin Logan philosophy. Well, uh, you know we we started making subs in two thousand one and originally the goal was okay. Well, we need a really high resolution articulate subwoofer to match with these electrostatic panels because the extremely low distortion and low mass of an electrostatic panel, uh, sometimes the subwoofer doesn't really blend that well because by comparison, it can be very sluggish, or at least that was the perception. So uh, at that time, we used servo-controlled woofers in order to really match up the response of the woofer to the incoming signal so that um, we could have a woofer that was just as articulate in the bass as everything else was in the mids and highs. And that was kind of the original goal. And those became so popular and well-received that we expanded and, and added more models. So, you know, the first one we made was a triple woofer, right? It was the trilinear woofers. And then we made a slightly smaller version of that. And then uh, Dynamo came about uh, really to bring better quality bass to the masses. Um, so by the name, it's really small and it was very powerful for its uh, compact size. And it's something that even people who weren't interested in a subwoofer or had no desire to uh, add like you said, you know, the, the noisemaker bass, this was something that added audiophile grade, high resolution bass in a very compact package. And again, the feedback on that product was so good that we added a bigger one. And then uh, that became actually the Dynamo series instead of just a couple models. Uh, so now we have five different models um, that have a various amount of features and, and benefits. But the goal with Dynamo has always been not necessarily to be 
the absolute loudest and most powerful subwoofers on the planet because uh, those don't always have the appeal. Mo most most normal consumers, that's not really their main goal. Uh, you know, having a uh, a 36 inch tall subwoofer that's two feet wide, um, the spousal approval factor on that is quite a bit lower than, you know, a 15 inch cube. So, uh, you know, balance force are our big kind of bruiser models, so to speak. Uh, but they're also built around being articulate. You know, they use two extremely high grade woofers uh, that are, have a balanced configuration so we can cancel out any kind of cabinet resonance. You know, they're really audiophile grade woofers, but they can also hit extremely high SPL levels. Whereas the Dynamo series, they are single woofer. Uh, most of the models are sealed in order to have that nice clean roll off. Uh, and they're designed that way to keep the cabinet small. So, you mm -hmm. know, if you scroll down to the uh, Dynamo 1600X, which is our 15 inch model, you know, that cabinet is barely larger than the um, uh, the actual driver itself. So we're, we're trying to give you as much woofer in a small compact package yeah that one there so and it's uh, not horribly expensive either no and and you know some of the huge features there uh is the app control and the room correction um uh, you know app control it doesn't always sound like something you would take advantage of but you know in my opinion and and i think most people are in the same boat once you dial in a subwoofer most people don't touch it again it's it's kind of a set it and forget it kind of product because you know if you're watching a movie and you want more bass, is it really a, a practical thing to get up, walk over to your sub, start fiddling with knobs? Like that just kind of ruins the whole listening experience and ruins so, the suspension of disbelief. So you can literally make it a down firing or front firing subwoofer. Yeah. That is yeah. really, really cool. Yeah. The top three models you can convert. That's something we did on the original Dynamo. And, uh, you know, it really doesn't change the sound, but it, it makes the installation a lot more flexible. So, you know, some people hide these away inside of a cabinet and rather than blasting a woofer straight down into your furniture, you can aim it out of the, uh, the grill vent or, or the open air. Uh, same thing with maybe someone who has a listening area or they might be in an apartment blasting the woofer into the floor uh, can, can cause ancillary vibrations that kind of disturb people. So firing it forward might get you less complaints. Uh, you know, there's, there's a few different use cases to forward and, and down. I, I, for one, uh, we have pets who like scratch stuff. So mm -hmm. <laughs> down firing, down firing means there's no grill that they can touch. Oh, uh, yeah. And some people like to see the woofer. So having it front firing, it's, it's easier to see and, 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 and feel or whatever. So we just give you both options because sometimes, uh, bass is not always about what you hear, but what you feel. So blasting it in the floor can sometimes vibrate things and, and give you a different tactile feel. So we just wanted to give you both, you know, if you want front, you want down, great. We will do either one of those. Yeah. I uh, think four of those front firing near field behind a seating arrangement yeah probably a good foundation to start building out a low-end environment for any yep. it works good i'm using two of the 12 inch models down firing again because you know pets and uh mm -hmm. they work they work beautifully but you know that the app control part is unreal uh because now if you want to dial in your volume you open up the the app and it connects instantaneously and you can just make these adjustments on the fly uh, the other thing that you know, I, I would say most most consumers, not enthusiasts, never touch the phase of their sub, right? Mm -hmm. They might flip the switch. Okay, this sounds better, I guess, but they leave it alone. You're, you're correct. Most 
non-enthusiast, like the base level consumer, they they don't understand anything. They don't. They, not only do they not understand it, they don't really care. It's just yeah, this doesn't matter enough, right? So, what we did is in the app, you can adjust the phase in one degree increments, um, all the way from zero to one eighty, and then we apply an inverted setting on top of that. So you basically get three hundred sixty degrees of phase adjustment. So if you're one of those who cares about dialing in phase it's so much easier because you don't have to keep getting up and making changes. You can listen from your chair in, in real time. Um, you know, the only other way to do it without just hating it is to have a partner standing next to the sub and make subtle adjustments while you're listening. This just makes it so much easier. You and what would be really cool. Uh, what would be really, really cool is if, uh, you know, the, the back end, I guess, so to speak, server running inside of the, the subwoofer that the app is controlling if that could be API driven so that when I, and maybe, maybe it is, I don't know. Uh, but when I, you know, select to listen to music, it goes into my subwoofer, subwoofer configuration for music automatically um, as opposed to, you know, when I want to do full theater mode. And, sure. you know, so sometimes when I listen to music, I want to run, you know, a subset of my subwoofers and not the whole, the whole deal. And obviously that, that changes a lot of the tuning for those subs. So yeah, there you go. There's your, there's your future product killer feature. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you just, I think you just gave Andrew a promotion right now. <laughs> well, we've got some of that built in right now because on the, the main screen, you can select movie music or night mode DSP just mm -hmm. really quickly. Um, so it, it's very, very quick and fast to do. It's not over Wi-Fi. It's Bluetooth low energy. So sure. the connection speed is just instant um, and the range is pretty good too. Like I can almost adjust mine from here uh, in the living room um, and it works good, but yeah, that's a, it's, I like that idea. Just automatically detects your content and changes accordingly. That would be cool. That'd be yeah, so that's, that's kind of like my next uh, adventure in home theater, right? So I, you know, I've gone through every, all the phases, right? So, oh, let's do a little theater. And, and then I went through the, let's put a bunch of boxes around the room of towers and stuff and yeah. big subwoofers. And now I'm at the point, okay, let's start hiding everything. Let's either get it on wall, in wall, behind the screen. Um, and then automation is uh you know another big piece for me coming soon so yeah absolutely absolutely well, um, I, you know and i listen to a lot of music in movie mode just because it's you know you don't have to listen to movies in movie mode it's right just music is the most uh, i would say flat or uh accurate mode there's there's not really any boost or anything movie just kind of throws a little more on the deepest notes mm -hmm. um so sometimes in some depending on how it was mastered sometimes music does need a little more help on the bottom end. So I kind of leave mine in movie mode all the time, unless I'm sleeping in night mode. So I don't get woken up. <laughs> a nice little house curve. Yeah. To bring up that low end is never bad. Yep. And we've got a, a low end bass boost on there as well. So you can actually go in and adjust that kind of 25 Hertz range to give it just a little more oomph on the bottom end. Mm. Um, and that's in addition to the arc Genesis room correction. So, you know, you can have it equalize the system ideally, and then you can put your own personal flavor on it and just give it a, an extra nudge. Um, and we all kind of do that our, ourselves personally on our own products is we tend to add just a little bit extra on there. What what I what I really like is that you've kind of balanced out the audiophile experience with you know high quality sound, but you've also made it um, easy for people that are just barely getting into the into that ecosystem to to be comfortable with it and to to work well with it. You know what I'm saying? Like so, basically, yeah. you, you appeal to those people that are really into like high end, high quality sound, and it's not intimidating for people that are just barely starting out to be like, okay, like I want to go check out Martin Logan because they they're you know. 
Their interface is easy to use. They have a lot of cool stuff I can I can work with. That's or awesome. I can just push right. the button that says movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that would be it's designed to be very user friendly, but also powerful if you wish it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so every single screen on the app control has a help key, and it will explain what that setting is, what it means. We give you recommendations on where to start. And, you know, if you want to go from there, then, you know, uh, explore that rabbit hole if you wish. But we wanted to be both approachable and powerful for those enthusiast users. Uh, Yeah, it's really cool to be able to have gear that you can grow into. Exactly. As opposed to growing out of. You actually don't even have to use the app. There's a switch on it for local and you can just adjust the volume and and never touch anything else. But for the power user, you flip the switch to app and you can you can access everything. you know, for me, all the, the crossover adjustments and phase controls are invaluable because, you know, we've all had numerous subs over our, our uh, time in this industry and, and this hobby. And I, I can't think of another sub where if I wanted to set my phase to, you know, I don't know, 67 degrees, how in the world would you possibly do that? Because most most things are just a switch or a knob and you, you really don't know what number you're on. Mm-hmm. So I, I just like the level of control and not to mention it's all from your couch, which is that, that's really ideal. That's where you should be listening from. And, uh, you know, the, keeping you in that main listening position is great and it's just convenient. Awesome. Well, <clears throat> now that we're kind of wrapping up the the stream, I wanted to ask you, um, is there anything coming up this year that you guys plan on releasing uh yes one we, more time we do have, I, I, I i'm gonna get it out of them i will yeah so um you know at cdl last year we announced the masterpiece ci which is our flagship ci products right and mm-hmm. earlier that same year uh we launched installer series ci so we we have announced and, and released and shipping now the basic ci series and the flagship ci series so Stands the reason there's probably something else coming. Uh, uh, nice. We also launched that MDA series, the the matrix uh, distribution amplifier. So, you know, we're we're really focusing on CI heavily because we know how important that is to a lot of consumers, especially now with the quality of the CI products. It's a great idea to to hide them out of the way and and not really sacrifice sound in the process of doing that. So, yeah, there's there's more stuff in the works. Awesome. What that exactly is, I can't tell you but yeah no worries but, we hey, got a bunch but when you can't when you can tell me i want you to come here and tell us first oh absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, we've got some cool stuff coming um uh, and not just in in the world of of custom install but uh you know uh, we're always wanting to, to make sure that we pr- put our best foot forward and and uh, give the market the best products we can so um yeah there's, mean- al- there's always stuff we're working on <laughs> Trust me, you you have a fan in me forever. So and and actually, I I brought them. Oh my over god! To, don't don't get them started. Just stop. I brought them. I brought them over to his house, and I you made I made a fan in him too because I put them up. And I'm not going to say what speakers I put them up against, but they they definitely outshone some bigger speakers in the same yeah. realm of of companies. So. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to to continue on with with Martin Logan and my adventures. Uh, I should make a <laughs> I should make a TV show. That, we should get you a polo or something. I, do you need to? You got to, man. Oh God, you're, but, um, you're you're just catering to all his little things. He's, <laughs> he's like a, a year, insured a year, 
freak. I mean, he's like a, he's a like, year from now, Giles will be interviewing me as uh, the new sales guy for Martin Logan. <laughs> well, you, know, nice. you just go over to Mike's place and he's all like, well, here's my Velodyne shirt from 1974. Mm. And then, oh, here's my new Martin Logan, you know, 2020 edition. And man, what is up with you in the shirts? Yeah, between I don't know what I like better though, Comic Cons or or audio <laughs> conventions. Uh, it's like those two are my are my demons, man. I I and I'm it's and it's sad that we're in the position we're in right now. That you know, unfortunately, summer is when all the conventions, as far as you know, CDA, RMAF, yeah. uh, of course, our our beloved Comic Cons are going on, and we can't do that. And that's a conversation Andrew, you and I had about how this has affected business especially in the audio world because i mean for a while there everybody obviously i'm sure you guys did but a lot of factories had to stop a lot of production had to stop a lot of you know it affected shipping times yeah um do you see now are you guys kind of coming back from that and and getting back to some type of normalcy or is it kind of on lockdown definitely you know for for a few months there it was very strange. Uh, and, and yeah, we're, we're definitely have, have bouncing back and, and, uh, it seems that consumers are, are, have a little more confidence now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and what better way to spend time at home if you're stuck there than a nice audio system, right? Oh, exactly. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah. I would have gone crazy if I didn't have, you know, I have a pair of 35s on my desk and a sub underneath like it. Yeah. It has made being stuck at a desk, uh, at home a lot more enjoyable for sure yeah those, those are the ones i have my eye on next because i'd like to hear the difference between the 15s and the 35s i originally was going to go for the 35s but i'm like eh, i'll start off small and work my way up the 15s but, uh, are just a great place to start you know it, it really is they really do sound good it really is well thank you so much andrew for your time um it was a pleasure and an honor to have you here uh, i'm really glad we we're able to make it work yeah, thank you um, for having me. I really enjoy it. Yeah, no thank problem. you so much. You guys are great. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, if you ever want to come back, um, as everybody should know, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 p.m. we do our uh, live stream where Giles oh, and I go absolutely berserkers. I sing sometimes, so he, I mean, he that's, sings most of the time. That's yeah. the that's the draw. Yeah, that's the. That's, <laughs> that's how you know Giles. One word for it. <laughs> well, it, it gives people a chance to really check out the. The, the sonic fidelity of their equipment when, when I'm singing. I mean, it's a know, reference it, demo, you know, exactly. Oh, it, it's super I, I think everybody should use that as their reference. <laughs> next, next year at CDO, you'll just you see Giles's face singing. At I'll every- just, no, I'll just go from booth to booth and they're like, Giles will be singing at two o'clock. All right. <laughs> well, there you go. Where do you get tickets for that? I know, right? <laughs> I don't think they can sell them. You just show up. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to give something away to get them there, but uh, right on. Well, thanks, Andrew. I appreciate it, man. And uh, everybody check out Martin Logan. We'll have links in the description. So that way you can check out all their cool gear and we will see you next week. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you, everybody.